1: Hello, and welcome to Little Golden Men, the award season podcast from Vanity Fair, and Happy New Year. It's such an honor to present this next award.
2: And here are the nominees. And the Oscar goes to.
1: And the Oscar goes to. And I can't deny the fact that you like me
0: right now. You like
3: me. I'm the king of the world. There's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture.
1: Rich, the Deputy Editor of VanityFair.com, and I'm here with our Digital Director, Mike Hogan. Hey, Katie. Our Chief Critic, Richard Lawson. Hello. Our Senior Writer, Joanna Robinson. Hi, Katie. And joining us is our Hollywood Correspondent, Anthony Bresincan.
2: Hey, nice to be here.
1: Uh, we are recording this episode uh, before the new year, but as you're listening, uh, it is January. The Golden Globes are right around the corner, and uh, we're gathering together to throw out our Golden Globes predictions because uh, it's going to really sneak up on us after the holidays, uh, and which is exciting because we always love having an awards show to dive right back into. Um, so we're going to go through the Golden Globes uh, nominees and make our best stabs at predictions. Uh, as we always know, it's best not to pretend you know too much because the Golden Globes in particular can be really weird and surprising. Uh, but we're going to go through movies and television and uh, try to predict what happens and um hopefully we get some of them right you guys want to start at the top and uh, go into best picture drama which i actually don't think i know who's going to win
4: yeah i mean that's uh like you said that this is a, a hard to predict uh, award show because the hfpa the hollywood foreign press association uh is made up of sort of a secretive group of you know of not that many foreign journalists but my guess is they're gonna say the irishman because it checks enough boxes it's appealing to a wide enough kind of selection of people even though it again it's a narrow voting body i don't think the netflix thing will be a problem i think we've almost kind of gotten past that at this point so that would be well they don't i don't think they have an issue with netflix right
3: yeah yeah i mean the problem for netflix is the contingent of the academy and some of the other guilds that is feels protective of the theatrical model but I don't know that anyone in the Golden Globes voting body <laughs> right. gives a damn about the American They're protective
2: model. of, they're very protective of getting movie stars on their TV broadcast model. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm,
0: I'm tempted to agree with Richard just because, um, like, that Pesci and Pacino were also nominated, Screenplay's nominated, you know, like, it's, it's, it's well nominated The Irishman, so I think that I, I agree
4: A bunch of wacky foreigners did give Joker the golden line at Venice. That's true. You can't trust those wacky foreigners. (laughs) You can't.
1: Is is Joker winning like the biggest everyone hold on to their hat surprise you guys can imagine in this? Because like marriage story upsetting would be interesting. Uh, 1917 I can definitely see as a contender. Uh, But all of these like maybe Joker and two popes are the ones where we would all be like wait a second. Have we been misreading this whole race?
3: Two popes would be baffling and Joker would be kind of. Uh, ominous Serifying. or something yeah I sort of <laughs> like progress. whoa what's yeah
0: because it, it's all going to come down the Globes is um, the Hollywood Foreign Press they love their movie stars to be on their TV show and then they also like camp, successful campaigning like campaigning really works on them is what I've noticed right so I do think that Netflix feels like uh, it's got the strongest chance here
1: yeah
2: I have a formula for uh, gauging my own like predictions for Golden Globes, but I, it's a little bit cynical. I don't know. Do we like cynicism on this podcast? Yes, we, we, we sure do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel that the Golden Globes are pretty much irrelevant, at least as a as a, like a voting body. It's eighty seven people who some are legitimate journalists, some have more dubious credentials. The show itself has a kind of wonky history, uh, but I think they derive their legitimacy from the appearance of legitimacy. So if the films that they recognize go on to win Oscars, people say, well, the Golden Globes, HFPA, is a bellwether for the Academy Awards, which is the one that filmmakers and actors, studios and the public in general really cares about. So I think so... and, And I don't mean to malign anybody, but I think... Uh, Often, I feel like the Golden Globes give their trophy to the film that they think is going to win the Oscar or is most likely to win the Oscar. So they're actually trying, the Golden Globes are the predictions for the Oscars. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Of this body. (laughs) You know? So that's kind of like so. What I think, like, if they they don't want to go, they don't want to make the wild choice because they don't want people to come back and go, oh yeah. Well, they just go, they go and choose like crazy different things. Like they're they're contrarians. Then, it, then they again, to be. Bohemian
1: Rhapsody did win in this category last year. It's so indeed. you never know. <laughs>
2: that's true.
1: Um, but Anthony, I think that's a good argument for Irishman because it's got such like a prominent spot at the top of the race. And also, I think a good argument for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the comedy category, um, which I, mm-hmm. to me, that one seems like a much safer bet. given I'm, what I'm on, on board for
2: both of those. Yeah, that's that's the one I think will win it.
1: And,
0: and we've talked about this, uh, just the last thing about Marriage Story. Like, I think if Marriage Story had landed differently when it premiered uh, on Netflix, then we'd be having a different conversation, but it landed in the midst of this very silly, I don't know. I just feel like Marriage Story got dinged on a, on a lot of different sides by just the discourse in a way that even the Irish, despite the discourse around the Irishman, the Irishman didn't. So yeah, I, I could see those. Being, yeah. Do
2: you feel that the, that Marriage Story has become kind of a joke? Like, I feel like Whenever I see people talking about Marriage Story now, they're kind of mocking it and the intensity of the emotion or the melodrama of it. And I don't think that's a good, that doesn't feel good in terms of its awards prospects. And I especially think uh, status conscious Golden Globe voters would look at it and go, well, we don't want to vote for the movie that everybody's kind of making jokey memes about
4: yeah if if i had been asked to predict which movie of the fall would become the like have a very hilarious meme attached to it it would not have been a no about movie about divorce Um, (laughs) but yeah i think you're right that like i mean at least from our sort of filtered perspective which is you know looking at twitter all day or whatever um that that particular marriage story meme which is the four panels you know of them fighting um uh, with you know overlaid text uh like it, it does kind of
3: frame the movie in a context that I don't think is really beneficial to it. Um, I think you guys are too extremely online. (laughs) Well, I don't know. When I've been having conversations about Marriage Story, admittedly, I think I'm dominating these conversations, but it's just about how good it is. So I don't know. I feel like Twitter is doing its Twitter thing, but I'm not sure that that's the conversation that's happening among you know, award season insiders. Well, but maybe the HFPA is on Twitter. Twitter ruins
2: things. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I mean you guys are all award season insiders, so so maybe <laughs> I'm I'm probably just out of it. But um but yeah, I I wanna resist the notion that Twitter has ruined um marriage story. But I do think that marriage story doesn't have the epic, you know, sweep of the Irishman and it doesn't have as compelling of a kind of, you know capping a a series and a career or or several careers um, uh, of an argument the way that Irishman has. I feel like Irishman just has a ton of sort of, it's like a little bit of a freight train coming into this thing with a lot of weight behind it.
0: That being said, the Hollywood, like uh, the third thing that the Hollywood Foreign Press Association is obsessed with is is anointing new talent. Um, mm, they love yeah. like they love ushering in the new and planting their flag on that. And so I think just as The Irishman is like, here is the end of not end of but like a closing of an era of a kind of you know actors and filmmaking and blah blah. Like Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson are like of the now generation than like, you know, right now, if you're listening to this in January right now, we're in the midst of the, an Adam driver, fresh air controversy, I suppose, but like Adam driver being anointed as like, you know, Adam driver who's already worked with Scorsese, who's like been anointed as this new thing. I think that that is appealing, could be appealing to the globe. So that might be more relevant to discuss in the acting categories than in this category.
1: All right. You guys want to do comedy.
4: Yeah, I mean I think Katie you're you're on the nose with with Hollywood. I, I mean I, I would be surprised to see Jojo or, or Knives Out or Dolomite might win. I mean Rocketman uh you know, like you know, Bohemian Ramsey did, did win a, a best picture trophy at the Gold Globes last year, so 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 maybe that has has more legs than than, than I think it does. But
1: if, if Joanna's bribes have gone through to the HFP, right. HFPA, <laughs> exactly. it might win.
4: <laughs> yeah. But I just, I don't know. I just can't see them not rewarding not only a Quentin Tarantino movie, not only a Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio movie, but also a movie about Hollywood. It just feels like the, those three things yeah. combine is, makes it kind
2: of a
1: yeah. silver
4: bullet. I'm yep. with you on all those points. 100%.
1: Well, then let's combine all of them into best director and figure out who we think is going to triumph here. Um, because as I, you know, like go through our weekly predictions and our awards guide, like it basically feels like Scorsese and Tarantino are toggling back and forth as the best Picture, as Best director frontrunners. And I kind of almost feel like you could flip a coin on these two in this category.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it could go either way. And, um, you know, sometimes when you have a coin flip situation where voters feel strongly about two individuals – um, they look for a way to split the vote right or to split it give recognize them for one thing or another thing and I think like if if uh, if Tarantino doesn't get director, uh, I could see that going to Scorsese and then screenplay going to
4: Tarantino
1: mm-hmm
4: yeah, because that's where Tarantino tends to end up. Right. You know,
2: like, mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
4: like mm-hmm. he, he's won Oscars for it. Like, it's just kind of people are like, oh, I mean, of course, he's an amazing filmmaker, but it's the writing or what, you know, it, it's yep. it's a safe yeah. place to put mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um, where certainly Scorsese has more of a, you know, a sort of great director from the, you know, the 70s golden age of cinema kind of aura about him while Tarantino's making movies about that era. Scorsese was making that era. I don't know. I have this weird feeling that because it's it wasn't able to be nominated in the best picture category, that that some voters might be like, you know what? We'll give it to Bong Joon-ho here. It's an amazingly directed film. It is, it, by some oh, standards, yeah. the movie of the year. Oh, I, okay. you know? I I thought that what, too. I
1: wondered that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when you go galaxy brain and start thinking about um, Oscars and best picture, uh, the whole preferential ballot at the Oscars, which we can get into later, like it, it's not really possible to split votes because, you know, if one of them is in first place and the votes get allocated. So the Irishman versus Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like that won't factor in. But in director, it does. So you could also imagine Scorsese and Tarantino splitting the amount of affection and Bong Joon-ho kind of cruising to the top, which, you know, has happened before.
3: I could also see Sam Mendes just coming in here with with that kind of slightly strange um, win, you know? It wouldn't yeah. be that yeah. strange, but I could see, I don't know, well, set in Alfonso, Europe.
0: <laughs> Alfonso Alfonso Cuaron won last year, so if we're going by the same metric of, like, Parasites in this other category, just like Roma was, right, right. but most mm-hmm. people agree, most people seem to consensus agree that it was maybe the best film of the year, then we'll, you know, we'll honor Bong Joon-ho in this category up here. So
3: is there not cinematography? Because that would also be maybe an there's argument. There's not
1: cinematography. So they, don't, maybe, they, don't, they don't do technical prizes.
3: So maybe, weirdly, Sam Mendes could get, you know, the 1917 Oscar because there's no Oscar to give Roger Deakins and Bong Jun ho You mean ho, the Golden Globe. A Golden Globe. Yep. And, and then Bong Jun ho gets the foreign, okay. and everybody gets a, gets a statue. A very spread the wealth I don't know. sort of it's possible. ceremony. I could yeah. see it.
4: Yeah, I'm, I mean, if if the if the 1917 surge is going to happen, it start happening, it's going to be there because we're mm-hmm. kind of running out of things yeah. uh, for it mm-hmm. to happen at, um, which would be interesting. But I think I feel like if if we want to, if we could move on to actors, um, like I feel like that's where the Globes can get kind of weird. I guess it's te- mm-hmm. usually in, more in supporting, like Aaron Taylor Johnson winning for you know Nocturnal Animals or something. <laughs>
0: My favorite win.
4: Um, <laughs> but and even though the, the Globes are not all that useful as a kind of clarifying. You know metric. Uh, I will be curious to see how the great kind of best actor shuffle that has been this season is sort of, you know, sort of sorted out by by this category because like, you know, it's 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 been such a competition to even just get nominated because there've been so many huge male performances in 2019. Um, I fear a, jo- a Joaquin Phoenix win for,
3: for for some dark reason. For some reason, I'm well, thinking Antonio Banderas has probably bear hugged all 87 members of the HFPA. Sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was gonna say like I I was like I wonder if it's Banderas because I've just been thinking like oh it's Driver it's definitely Driver but like m- like Mayor story getting memeified and then Driver getting like vilified for this fresh air thing who knows how long this news cycle will last I apologize once again we're in the midst of it well, and, and the release of Star
1: Wars is also going to happen him seen now on the globes. Which, that's
0: well, yes, that's my my next point, which is the the uh, the Rise of Skywalker is, is currently sitting with a nice fifty three percent rotten score on Rotten Tomatoes. So you know, like <laughs> I thought it was just going to be like up and up and up for Driver, and instead there's a bunch of roadblocks that I did not see coming. So you know,
2: is Rise of Skywalker going to be his orbit? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i mean, like I, you know uh richard, richard, richard and i
0: don't richard and i don't agree on this but i think uh adam driver is great in the rise of skywalker um richard just thinks he's not in it like checked out of it and that's you know that that is an interpretation I understand, but um, I think he, I, I kind of think that Adam Diamond Rise of Skywalker is like one of those performances where it's sort of like Rami Malek where you're like, Bohemian Rhapsody* is bad, but Rami Malek's pretty good in it or whatever. So like, mm. that's, that's, it might, it might impact him that way. I don't know. We're, we're sitting here, the general public still hasn't seen Star Wars, so who knows what's going to happen
1: so a lot of times whoever wins the globe it feels like it's immense a Mensa narrative but it does feel like like Adam Driver and Joaquin Phoenix are still at the top of the best actor Oscar category and I, I don't know that that will settle anything whoever wins like it will be interesting but it will still feel like a race to me I think until Oscar night
0: I like Mike Hogan's Antonio Bandera Star Course Theory we've been that saying would, this because I would cheer for that so loudly he's been winning he's been winning those critical awards you know so he's wonderful
3: be. in it and he really is a, a fun guy to be in a room with which I'm not sure you would say about you know, at least three of the other five uh, people here.
1: <laughs> not naming names. Not but... <laughs> naming any names.
3: Um, but, but I mean, yeah, presumably it's Driver Phoenix face-off as the Oscar will be. Um, it is yeah. interesting to not see De Niro here with, yeah. with five drama uh, things. And obviously we talked about that when the nominations came out. But just looking at yeah. it again, I'm like, man, no De Niro.
1: I know. Uh, We should talk about actor in a comedy because Eddie Murphy, like, I think has a chance to really show his position of strength here because it's basically in this category. It's him and Leonardo DiCaprio, I think, as the big heavy hitter, um, potential Oscar nominees up against Daniel Craig, Roman Griffin Davis and Jojo Rabbit and our beloved Taron Egerton. It feels like Eddie Murphy could pull this off
0: it does and yet I've just I have to say it's, it's gotta be Taryn it's a musical like sometimes I feel like in the <laughs> musical categories they genuinely give it to a musical performance so um, I, you know I, I agree you're logically right but I'm just gonna like put my heart out there and say Taryn uh, I think Dolomite yeah. has
4: some music to it you know I, it's, a, it's a very like performy kind of movie that's true he's, he's the, the forefather God's, of rap yeah and I feel like that is kind of the thing I always think about out years ago, Colin Farrell won this award in comedy, uh, comedy slash musical for In Bruges. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know is a great little movie and a great performance, and Colin Farrell is a great actor. But you not- got to be
3: watch what you say next. You really what? have to be very careful.
4: <laughs> it's One of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, all no, right. no, I was just gonna say <laughs> that, like, that, that because they split between comedy and drama, it's really nice that a, that a kind of you know beloved actor can get a Golden Globe and give a speech and yes. be on stage during award season. And I feel like that's exactly the position Eddie Murphy is in yeah. this year. I'm, you know, and I'm it's a comeback
3: uh, kind of a role, right? Where well, go on, Anthony.
4: Well, I was going to say, I think that the,
2: the, again, that cynical side of they would love to be the place where Eddie Murphy makes a killer uh, award speech and Mm -hmm. gets propelled to um, Academy glory. Like, if that happened at the Globes, that would be a great thing for the Globes. So I could see them wanting to
4: uh, make that a possibility.
1: So you guys don't think Leonardo DiCaprio is as much of a threat as maybe I do?
4: Oh, no, I think he is. But I think that he has less of a narrative than you know his co-star brad pitt does um you know i feel like people are like oh leo's great but like uh you know we're we're still kind of tired from the revenant so
1: (laughs) as if we too were swimming (laughs) in the frozen
0: river yeah leo is obviously your terran and we know this about you katie so like i get it (laughs) (laughs) i get it um all right uh actors in a musical
1: comedy musical um, let's, do, let's do drama first, just to keep with the structure. Oh, okay. Um, the actress in a drama who I think will win, I thought was going to be nominated in a musical, which is Renee Zellweger and Judy, which is weird that she's in this category. But uh, anyway, she's. is this going to be where the Renee domination like becomes a real thing?
4: I would assume so. I mean, that's kind of... I mean, you know, since what, like Telluride, we've kind of just been like, oh, yeah, like that. That she's got that in the bag, but I, I feel like, like...
1: Since the photos were released uh, online. Yeah,
4: but that movie has been pretty quiet... Ever since and I, I don't know. I, I my 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 hunch is that, you know, she'll she'll kind of return onto the scene um, with the globes. It'll be it'll be kind of like her her, her reemergence into this conversation. Um, I don't see her having really serious competition from anyone else on the list, which I feel like is probably the thing working best for her at the moment. Um, what about Sarah Sharonan? Well, but I feel like Little Women has been kind of this weird non-starter thus far this awards season uh, in, in certain capacities. And you know, we just ran a story. I think that it was from you, you wrote it, Anthony, about about like not getting voters into see yeah. that Little Women. Well, and That's I why I asked. Yeah, yeah. He, he teed yeah,
1: well, you up to talk about his story.
4: Uh, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> uh, oh, who wrote that? Uh, yeah, no,
2: it's uh, uh, no. Well, that's it was a legitimate question, not uh, not a proposal like that. Like, what about her? Like, do we think that she might? Because you know, that story was about how male voters in a lot of the guilds didn't go to see the movie and they're not sure they're watching the screener. So like do you think she would be like the next possible? I like- think
0: I think Charlize and I think sh- not because I think you know we we just we've talked about Bombshell we have talked about our our like whatever with Charlize's performance, but remember that they gave Christian Bale um, the Globe for Vice. And so, like, maybe they're just like, hey, that disappearing act, what a what a show. Charlize it is. Like, Charlize <laughs> feels like such a Globe's win here it, for me. It is know.
3: a very buzzy performance and I think people are talking about it and I think that, you know, she is... I think the feeling is, even for people who found the makeup and all that uh, as distracting as I did, like she still did an amazing job. So I think, I think she's in there. I also think Scarlett, I almost feel like Scarlett pays the price of how dominant Netflix is and and there's sort of a globe's uh, another globe's desire. Let's face it, to like spread the wealth so that all the studios like buy tables and stuff. And they don't want they don't want Warner Brothers coming to them being like seriously. He gave twelve awards to Netflix last night. Um, but I think Scarlett's performance is incredible. But I I seem to be living in a denial bubble about the reception of Marriage Story, which to me was not that bad. <laughs> so I don't. No, know. I, I,
0: th- I mean, I love Marriage Story. Go I ahead. just I don't think it was received well. Like by the- the, the general public i i yeah but, but maybe i'm too online you're always right about that mike it's true
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh do we want to talk about actress in the comedy musical where this category is uh the maybe the wildest one of all right like this is the one where kate blanchett get not gets nominated for where'd you go Dad, a movie everyone forgot existed um i guess that gives aquafina a pretty good edge as the one person who's in a potential best picture nominee
2: I think she's gonna be the one to beat. I think that's a beautiful movie, a great performance from her unexpected performance from from aquafina and uh I think that's the kind of thing where we talked about them liking to break new talent uh, Mm-hmm. you know I don't does she count as new I guess she's young and and uh but 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 it shows a new dimension to her at the very least and uh I could see them really wanting to be well I remember remember like twenty years from now, remember when we uh we gave you that award, and uh, boy, that really changed things for you. Like, they would love to be the landmark place where people looked at Aquafina
4: as a very serious and wonderful actress. Yeah, and it's a way to recognize one of the more beloved movies of the year, you know, at, mm-hmm. least by, at least by those who's, who've seen it. And elsewhere in the category, I mean, you know, Ana de Armas is great in Knives Out. She has the benefit of that movie being a huge financial success, you know, so it's kind of in people's heads. But I feel like... The ensemble aspect of that movie is more its you know, sort of visible strength than one at any one particular performance, even though there are single performances nominated yeah, from that I'm movie. Even, I'm but. even a
3: little surprised that she's running an actress versus supporting for that role. I mean, I know that she is, she's, yeah. has a principal kind of plot role, but she, you know, it's not like I think just because of the ensemble, yeah. you don't think of her being on screen the majority of the film necessarily.
1: Yeah, they, they don't divide the supporting categories between uh, comedy and drama, which I guess gives her gave her a much better chance of getting in there than right. if she'd been in supporting up against you know, um, Margot Robbie, etc. Okay, uh, uh, Joanna, we were talking before about uh, the power of an honorary award, so Tom Hanks is going to give a speech as a Cecil B. DeMille award winner at the Golden Globes. Does that give him an edge over Brad Pitt here, or is this Brad Pitt all the way? Pitt, Pitt,
2: Pitt, <laughs> Pitt. Pitt <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be Pitt.
1: <laughs> I'm really excited to see Brad Pitt win some acting awards. Me <laughs> like, too. Has he won a, I'm going to look up if he won the, I mean, he hasn't won an acting Oscar. He's been part of multiple best picture nominees. Like production and teams. Yeah. yeah. Like he's yeah. got this incredible behind the scenes role, but he's such a huge movie star. It feels so overdue. I don't know, am I going to get, like, emotionally affected by him winning a Golden Globe?
0: I would, and, like, and I love that he would get it for, like, I love that he would get it in the supporting category, to be honest with you, because Brad Pitt, you know, is this, like, impossibly, galactically handsome human being who has always been more of a character actor than he is, like, a a leading man, despite being so handsome. He's, like, fought against, like, poor him, too handsome, but, like, you know, that's, (laughs) that's, like, that's, like, been the Pitt narrative, right, is, like, what he really shines when he does those, like, weirdo parts, and, like, it's not, like, his one spot of time hollywood role is not like super weird he's still like incredibly handsome in it but like it's kind of like a weird little character like you know supporting character role i would love for him to get uh the globe for this for sure
4: well, I, what I'm curious about with Hanks is if wh- it, either when he when he picks up his lifetime achievement trophy or or this one, which I don't think he'll win. Is will he take off his jacket and shoes while giving the speech and put mm. on a cardigan and change? You know, like I think that I think just really just leaning into the sort of you know pastoral <laughs> like like Mister Rogers kind of sermonizing of it all. I'm I'm, I'm excited for that. Well, Brad
3: yeah. Brad Pitt, you're. I would like Brad Pitt first of all to bring the dog up to the. To oh, the podium. there you go. <laughs> um, but this is, I think, the uh, maybe the most obvious one where Brad Pitt can really start now if he hasn't already mm-hmm. like b- approaching this as an audition for his Oscar speech like like that's because yes. the globes do function that way um kind of like you know don't you want this to happen on your stage like, you know or this is act 1 and you'll get act you know the final act um, to be continued yeah, of, yeah so i think that um i think that's what your some version of that that Brad Pitt can live with and not hate himself for doing because obviously he's much too cool to like campaign or do anything like that. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how he handles that tradition of of auditioning for your next award speech.
1: Yeah. And remember, uh, at this award show, unlike the Oscars, Jennifer Aniston will be there as a nominee for the morning show, so get ready for the cameras to cut to her during his speech. I mean these two have been like circling around each other for so long since they broke up like literally 20 years ago at this point maybe Um, so I'm sure they'll be fine but I can't wait to see the cameras try to juice up the drama between the two Does
0: anyone? Does anyone remember like you know of course you do we're an awards show podcast but like one of the weird things that I like to remember are like great presentations of awards and an old timer for me is Brad Pitt and Ryan Gosling at the 2016 Globes like Brad Pitt as an awards presenter is like a barrel of monkeys. He's really fun. So like I would like to see him meaningfully involved in this Golden Glows broadcast.
4: I have this like feeling like he has something to say. I don't know what it is though. And I'm just like very curious. You know, I feel Mm. I just feel like there's, there's something there's some Unspoken narrative or something that he's just gonna like let let fly if if he gets up on a stage uh, this winter.
1: Let's talk about supporting actress, which might be the most foregone conclusion of this, at least as we think. Laura Dern uh, has been kind of emerged as the one real consensus pick of the entire year among critics and all the you know awards we've seen so far. So I'm excited for her speech.
4: Yeah, but again, I feel like the HFPA could pull something different and, and go with Lopez for Hustlers. And, you know, Lopez did win uh, the Best Supporting Actress at the Los Angeles Film Critics Association. So, like, there's a little support on that side of the country. I don't know. I, I, I think that you're right, Katie, that Dern is the, the front runner, but I'm not sure how, how far out ahead she actually is.
0: I could definitely, I could definitely see J Lo winning this,
4: and then probably I don't get to call her J Lo anymore, like Golden Globe
0: winning actress uh, Jennifer Lopez. But like, <laughs> I could see her winning this, but that not at all denting the Dern Oscar narrative. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
4: Whenever I think, I think about the Hustlers like awards chances beyond that of like sort of self congratulatory film critics is. Um, I think back to an experience I had at the Toronto Film Festival where this older gentleman behind me in line for some movie, I don't know where he was from or what he did or whatever, but like he he asked me if I'd seen anything good or what my favorite movie so far was. And I said, oh, you know, I really loved Hustlers. And he frowned and said, "Mm, I guess I'm more into the art films. And I just feel so, like that yeah, is a move that will actually even keep people away from seeing it, let alone voting for it. So I, I, that's what makes me concerned about about Hustler's chances overall. But um, I feel like,
3: I don't know. The what a are, jerk. Yeah. Here's can I
2: believe that person. What I'm holding <laughs> out hope for that.
3: is a J-Lo win and then A-Rod does like a full Jackson Maine, you know, drunken <laughs> <laughs> performance.
4: We're just hoping for wouldn't the that most be chaotic good? Chaotic Golden Globes ever. Yeah. yeah.
1: Pier- He's the one who's like, I think it was her MTV like lifetime achievement performance where he was just like videoing her on his phone and like grinning at her wildly. He's like the most supportive like team husband possible.
4: Oh, so, so basically, Mike, you're just hoping that Pierce Brosnan's sons who are the Mr. Golden Globes of this year, I just have a lot of work to do. just yeah. cleaning up the stage, <laughs> sh- escorting people
1: off. <laughs> Um, Okay, we got a couple more uh, movie categories to go. I mean, we talked about foreign language feeling kind of a a foregone conclusion for Parasite. The original song category is a chance for Cat's Redemption because it's not eligible at the Oscars, which is tragic. Um, Katie. (laughs) Anything else you guys wanted to highlight in these last few categories?
4: um but original score is a real barn burner this year i feel like there, there's just a lot of movies that really heavily relied on their score between you know alexander desplat's little women's score which is basically played throughout the whole movie same with um uh, thomas newman's 1917 score and his like what cousin distant cousin randy newman's score in in marriage story so i'm, I'm actually kind of curious to see yeah. who comes out of that scramble on top um but i have a feeling just because the New York Film Critics Circle is doing it, we don't give out a score award, but we are giving a special prize this year to Randy Newman. Um, I feel like maybe it's it's Randy Newman's year, and that score. I've been rewatching parts of Marriage Story recently, just to feel sad or something, and to create and, gifts and that's, for yeah, Twitter, basically. <laughs> and that score is just so lovely and really like helps that movie along. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to see how, how that one plays out.
0: That's yeah. interesting. I'm a big fan of Thomas Newman's uh, 1917 score. I really love that. The whole, I mean, like, we all know that I got swept away entirely by 1917, but the score is a big part of it. So uh, maybe that.
3: Um, I kind of think I'm, I'm with you on the 1917 side. Mm-hmm. I think I am too. I think that that score definitely stood out.
1: Uh, anyone want to that, put that it
0: on other song? Newman? Love, like, where's it's I a mean, Newman? Newman maybe? versus Newman. <laughs> Maybe one of like maybe Pierce Brosnan's long-haired son uh will will like break up a fight between the Newman cousins. Newman. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> they bring all of the entire family and taking up a whole table. They should have
3: Seinfeld give the award out
1: <laughs> and just be like Newman yeah. and you don't know which you have one. A 2 in 5 chance of Uh, Because of my obsession with the original song, I just want to throw in that I think it's going to go to Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, uh, almost by default, because uh, kind of like a let it go afterglow, like the way Sam Smith won for the Bond movie, even though the song wasn't that good. Um, Just The the song category is really strange this year, and um, that kind of seems like the safest bet.
3: Well, anyone with kids is just going to have memorized it involuntarily anyway.
1: I can't believe you would suggest such a thing, Mike. I've never gone anywhere near Frozen Also, that song rules. But I really love that,
0: like, I think a year ago, we were talking about this, and we were like, it's going to be the Taylor Swift versus Beyonce year, and then it just, like, really has not been. But they're not going to give it to... Wait,
3: we don't think they're going (laughs) to give it to Beyonce? Just to give it something to Beyonce or Taylor? Like...
1: That song just like barely exists. I mean, it's totally possible because the Golden Globes love their celebrities. Yeah, Yeah. I I know what you mean, because that's uh, I feel like if that song were even a bit more popular, it might be a stronger chance. But then again, it's Beyonce. Who doesn't want to see her win a Globe? Okay, let's look at best series drama, which, I so with the Golden Globes, a lot of things feel like repeats of the Emmys, which happened just a few months ago, but there's always some interesting new stuff thrown in, as in uh, Game of Thrones won the best Emmy drama, it's not nominated here, the morning show didn't exist yet, so that one feels a little harder to predict based on the Emmys.
3: I'm assuming Succession, right?
4: But I don't know. I mean, well, so when Joanna mentioned that the Globes likes to do new things and reward new talent and new new things, I feel like it's usually reflected in television more than in his movies. Yes, agree. And so, even though this is Succession season two, I feel like this is like it's the buzzy show of the year in in a lot of ways. Um, So I feel like yeah, like that would make total sense. I'm gonna.
0: I'm gonna slam a Mozart in the Jungle wild card down on the table (laughs) and say it's the it's the morning show. Yeah. Well, if you want to go
1: for the new kid, that's the real new kid. I
0: think we're gonna see a morning show like run on the Globes. Really? Wow.
3: I think Jan Anderson's gonna win. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you go like you you scroll down to that Mm -hmm. briefly. It's like uh, I'm on Reese Witherspoon. I haven't watched morning shows, so is Jen Aniston like more of the big takeaway from the morning show? Yeah, yeah, she's so she's great. I agree. Even I
0: don't like the morning show, and I love and I really think Jen Aniston's doing a great job in it. So yes, I mean Olivia
3: Colman is your sort of like I guess natural thing, but that it is a subdued performance, and Jen Aniston's like doing I don't know. It's just badass. She's bringing her full self to the table and going for it. And she's back on TV. It's, you know, yeah. it's just kind of exciting for some reason.
4: Yeah. And it's going to be so easy for the HFPA to vote on all of their brand new shiny iPads that just showed up to their house. <laughs> yeah. No strings exactly. attached. <laughs> Which
3: iPad should I use for this category?
1: <laughs> uh, no, I think I might join Joanna and bet on the morning show and drama just for full uh, adventure. Um, yeah chaos um let's go over to comedy for a second just in the best series thing uh it's i guess the new guy in this would truly be the politician but to me I feel like this is more gonna be more flea bag coordination
0: i'm I'm gonna throw another wild card. i'm gonna say politician politician also feels like remember <laughs> Like the Kaminsky like method, you know, like the Globes and TV man, it's a wild time. So uh, the Globes and
1: TV comedy, especially,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I think
3: they're yeah. just like Fleabag's been done. It's not coming back. Let's bet on something that will will go forward. Wasn't the politician was awful though? <laughs> yeah,
0: but it's nominated. <laughs> so like, I don't know what to yes, tell you. That's a
3: signal. They liked it. They nominated. They nominated
0: like, Ben Platt too. I mean, like, I, I don't know what to tell you.
4: There are so many famous people in that show that maybe there was sub- sub- subconscious thinking of like, well, we'll get Bet to the show, we'll get, no, you know, because Bet Midler is such a huge advertising draw at this point. But like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I think it might be a little young for the for the average voter, I though. I feel like if if they give it to the politician, that that's a
2: Piazzadora kind of hit that they don't want. Yeah, you know? I mean,
1: they gave it to Mozart in the Jungle already, so they are they're yeah. bulletproof when it comes to this.
2: I mean, but Mozart in the Jungle. Okay, I, didn't, I haven't really watched that show, but my sense of it is like uh, not super popular, but like good enough. Like Politician was like embarrassingly bad.
1: <laughs> I'm still putting my um, money on Fleabag. I just looked back real quick. The last show to win two Golden Globes in this category in a row was Glee ten years ago. Like they jump from show to show every single year, so I guess that bodes poorly oh, yeah. for, Glee, for the Glee a Ryan Murphy
0: joint. Ryan Murphy, who made the That's Politician, true. I rest my
1: case.
0: Uh, That's true. true. Well, okay. <laughs>
2: No, it's fine. Maybe. I was thinking Fleabag.
0: I mean, it should be Fleabag. But, like, you know, it might be Maisel as well. They really liked Maisel. um, And it might be Kaminsky. You don't, you just genuinely don't know. Um, But uh, for for maximum fun, I say politician. For maximum, like, what? Uh, Politician. (laughs) Well, I
3: can't wait to hear what you say about limited series then. Because one would assume, if one were in Emmy land, that this is Chernobyl, right?
0: They get more serious, I think, in limited series. Okay. So I would say Chernobyl. Yeah.
3: Okay.
1: It'd be nice to see Fosse Verdon make a uh, make a stand. It might be unbelievable. Yeah. It might be unbelievable though, because
0: that's one of those things that like everyone who's seen it agrees
1: that it's incredible. When it feels like it's surging later, which is to its yeah. benefit. Like Chernobyl it, had its moment in the spring. Yeah,
0: and has that like Netflix uh, power behind it. So I would put it between Chernobyl and Unbelievable.
1: I'm curious
4: how self-conscious about these kind of things the HFPA is because I feel like this category is where they made the biggest fuck up in not nominating When They See Us. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like that was the thing that a lot of people, when the nominations were announced that, you know, they were people on Twitter or wherever, were just like, Oh wait, what that show got completely blanked. Like that was like one of the things of the year. Um, so I wonder if they might try to like rectify that somehow by like making like a conscious choice in this category, but I don't really know what that would be except, except unbelievable really. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know
1: let's pivot back to drama just for a second to close it out. We talked about Jennifer Aniston in the morning show as being the contender uh, for actor. Like if we're going with succession, like this feels like something Brian Cox could win, but he's also like not some new shiny star. So maybe it's Billy Porter, I guess would does, be the next option. does feel
3: like the two options to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's going to be Porter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. No Logan Roy for you guys. How about best actor in a comedy series? Ben Platt?
4: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um or michael douglas
0: uh
4: <laughs> i don't know I, I feel like they gave they gave it to gina rodriguez for jane the virgin which was kind of an out of the nowhere out of nowhere thing i feel like they could give it to rami youssef easily
0: oh i like it i would love it i would love it if it was the rami youssef got the like carrie, Ra- carrie russell claire dane Dunham award. Right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. You, uh, we actually have a running gallery of that that I update every year on on uh, Vanity Fair. I would love to add Rami Yusuf to that gallery. <laughs> um, yeah, the Actress
1: in a comedy <laughs> series yeah. is definitely where they like go for the ingenue the most. So, like, who who gets that bump this year?
0: I don't think we have one this year. So I think maybe, uh, and maybe it's probably Rachel Brosnahan. It's probably um, Phoebe
1: Waller Bridge, right? Maybe I don't As, know. As like the like most like new and interesting of the bunch. Maybe. It's just so hard because, like, I just, I feel like the Globes,
0: uh, like, a lot of people did not pay attention to Fleabag season one, so I just don't know what they're going to do with season two. And nominated it. Wait, it, it, it. It's, That's a good start. Well, because it's weird because it's just not, it's not the first season. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. if it were the first season, I'd be like, yes, Fleabag will win and Phoebe Waller-Bridge will win, but it's not. It's over. So they're not like, yeah, so maybe it's Phoebe. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: Rachel Brosnan has won the last two years in a row, as a yeah. um, note, so... It's true. Um, okay, a couple more uh, like supporting categories and other acting categories in TV remaining. Anyone really sticking out for you that you're rooting for you think is going to surprise us? A justice for Andrew Scott.
0: I having got high hopes for Andrew Scott. <laughs> having just disagreed with you about V.B. waller I'll say Justice for Andrew Scott for sure. Um, Who didn't get then, nominated
1: for an Emmy, we should note, and, but did get nominated here.
0: And I would love to see either Merritt Weaver or Caitlin Deaver from Unbelievable um, win, because once again, Unbelievable was incredible. I think a lot of people really slept on it. Or Tony Collette, like any of those three women who were nominated for that show. Uh, it was really, really good. If you haven't checked it out, what a fun watching experience that could be for you over the holidays. But I think that could, it could, it really could be like that, this Netflix project that like people don't see coming uh, at the Globes. It could be, could be unbelievable this year, believe it or not.
1: Okay, that does it for this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back to record after the Golden Globes next week, so uh, everyone get ready to see how these predictions panned out for us. Uh, in the meantime, find us at VanityFair.com and on Twitter at LittleGoldMen, and on our own. I am at Katie Rich and Mike.
3: Mike underscore Hogan. And Richard. Rylaws.
1: And Joanna. Joe wrote this And Anthony.
3: At Bresnikan.
1: This episode was edited and produced by Brett Fuchs.